Hey, and welcome back to Just Let Me Talk. This is your host, Tammy, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. So we've been talking about a lot of things, retirement, um, the experiences I'm going through. Um, I'm very, very close to um, not working anymore, and I'm, I'm starting to get excited. It's been a little hard adjusting and giving up. Uh, I actually moved my office to where I'll be when I go back part-time and gave my office to the new person. And I had been working sort of from two different desks for the last month or so. So moving and allowing them to have my office and me just being situated in uh, my desk that I'll have when I come back has been sort of like a release. I'm letting it go. Here you are. It's been great to give up several things that I no longer am responsible for and just letting her do it like to schedule oh I'm so glad to be not doing the schedule anymore the scheduling was just awful I mean I had it every week was the same it wasn't a big change it was the people calling in and out all the time that just drove me crazy but anyway so in retirement one of the things that's really important to look at are your finances and I don't really want to dwell on this very much because there's lots of people out there telling you about your finances But if you've not gone and talked to somebody who can show you what life will be like in retirement, I would strongly suggest that you do. It's very helpful. Just go for a consult. Let them show you what your life can be like. Um, We went. I was scared. I thought they would say, oh, you can never retire. And I went and they're like, oh, this is what your life is going to look like. Well, part of the reason is we were never very good with our finances. We just weren't. We just weren't very smart. We didn't save a lot. We, my husband was very good with his 401k, but otherwise we weren't the very smartest people with our finances. We got into credit card debt several times, you know, all those good things. The one thing we did right, the one thing that we did right that is probably the most important thing that you can do is we paid off our house. We got a um, 15-year loan. We also uh, made, we paid every two weeks. And by paying every two weeks, half of that mortgage payment, we actually paid an extra payment to the principal every year. And when you say that, you go, ah, that doesn't really happen. We paid it off. It went much faster. It went down. It was amazing. Now, when we moved, when we downsized and moved to the house we're in now, We could have paid it off. We did not because my husband wanted a large, we call it the barn, metal building that he could use for entertaining, that we could use for to put vehicles in, all that kind of things. So basically we paid the house off, but we um, took a loan out on the barn. What we did was we put the money aside for the barn and didn't pay the house off. But what we did do was extend that out 30 years. It's an outrageous amount of time. And our payment is like 200 a month. So, because the reasoning was, okay, we could either pay the house off and then take out a loan for the barn, or we could just put the money aside, take it, you know, get a mortgage for the little bit that's on the house. Then at least that little bit of finance we're paying on that, that little bit of interest is tax deductible that it's a lot 
again by making the payment so low, even if we lost our jobs or something happened, we could probably make the mortgage payment. So we did pay it off. We're just paying on the barn. But anyways, the the barn is amazing. We uh, put siding in it and along the the bottom is uh, corrugated metal. So it's got that country feel. And then there's paneling up on the top. We actually did my son's wedding in there, uh, not wedding itself, but the the reception or the party, and not really a reception. They got married on one day and on Saturday we had the party. And uh, we, it has a, like, a, I call it the veranda. It has an overhang and then there's, it's cement under there with columns or not columns maybe, but anyway, so I can sit out there and be in the shade and yet still be outside because so often, We'd have to have an umbrella or something for me to be in the shade because I'm allergic to the sun. Uh, awful thing. But anyway, so I call it a veranda. But when we had his party, we were able to put the, the buffet underneath the veranda. We had the doors open that people could come in and out. I mean, it was just wonderful. And we're hoping to do more and more parties out there with the family and have things people come over it's got heat and air we have a large tv in there that we just put in there that's connected to the uh, cable it's got a refrigerator it's got a stove it's got a microwave uh, the only thing we need to add is a sink of course a bathroom out there would be nice but um we'll, we'll get there eventually so it's i keep telling my mom and dad we're going to put them in there when, um, when they can't stay at the house anymore and then we can just hose them down once a week so anyways but that was the one thing that we did right paying off the mortgage um, because everything else we screwed up other than my husband he has maxed out his 401k for for several years now so um, and when I say maxed out he's paying the, the as much as he can put in there that the government allows him to put in so but as you're preparing if if you've not talked to a specialist um, and it is scary. I was scared. I thought, oh, he's going to tell me. But I gave him the numbers. I showed him what I had found on my Social Security, on my pension. I'm lucky enough to have a pension. My husband is not. And he said, you're really well off. He said, now, all you need to do is decide when you want to quit and what you want to do with your Social Security. Anyway, so, but if you're not going to talk to somebody and strongly suggest you can because they at least then you'll know hey you're okay hey you're not these are some things you might want to do to get you ready it's just really helpful but if you're not going to do that here are some things you really need to look at housing how much does your house cost you um, will downsizing save you money um what about taxes that you pay where you're living? Are you in the city? Are you paying city and county taxes? If you get a newer house, are you going to have less maintenance costs? If you get a, one of those patio homes where you don't really have a yard you have to take care of, then you don't have to worry about cutting the grass. You know, all these things to look at. Um, do you want to go to a retirement area? You know, these are things that you need to look at. Health care. Before Medicare, how are you paying for health care? Oh, you want to retire at 60? Great. Did you know Medicare wasn't free? And that's at 65. For example, um, your premium for just health care that you're paying for yourself when you retire before you hit Medicare could be 600 at age 50. 
at 55, 764. Now this is a month at age 60, $929 a month and over a thousand at age 64. Now think about this. This is what you're paying out every month till you hit Medicare. That's a lot of money you're throwing out the door that you could work four years or even find a job somewhere that isn't as stressful that you don't have as much responsibility, but at least is paying your medical health bill, your premium. I've, I've told my husband over and over again, he can't quit work because he doesn't have, he's got diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, our bill will be out the roof. I said, well, what's the sense of getting a pension that we're going to spend that whole pension for a year on just your premiums? Uh, you know, that's really not true. But I mean, 12 at a thousand a month, that's 12,000 a year. You are throwing out the window on healthcare costs. So you need to really think about that because you may retire at 60, but that's five long years before you can get Medicare. That's a lot of money to spend. It may even be worth working longer. I keep telling my husband, yeah, you can retire, but you need to find you a job that's going to pay your health insurance premiums until you hit 65. And he's four years younger than me. So he keeps going, yeah, I'm going to retire with you. And I'm like, heck no, you're not retiring with me. I am very privileged that my medical, that where I work, my premiums will be paid, 95% of it paid for by uh, the place where I work. It's not something they offer currently, but I'm grandfathered in because they were offering it when I was working there. So when I retire until I'm 65, they will pay 95% of my healthcare premium. Well, 5% of a thousand, I have no idea how much it would be, <laughs> but, um, I'm assuming it would be the same kind of premium I'm currently paying every month um, that I, that it costs me as an employee and that it will might be even less because I'm only paying 5%. I have no idea. Closer to the time, they're going to let me know. But um, as of yet, I'm not sure how much that will be. But still, until I'm 65, that's going to be less money than 1000 a month. At least I'm praying that it's less than 1000 a month auto and life insurance. Do you have life insurance? My husband and I canceled our life insurance several years ago. Um, the reason that we had it was because we wanted to make sure each of us had uh, the what we needed if one of us died to pay the bills, to pay the house off, to take care of the children. And as we reached a certain age and the house was paid off, pretty much paid off, we found that the cost of life insurance was not worth paying that every month. Um, even the cost of a funeral is not going to be worth paying life insurance every month. It might be down the road, but right now we're still not looking at that. Auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, all those things cost. And those things go up all the time. And if you've had any kind of accidents, it's going to keep going up. Taxes. Again, where are you living? Are you in a county that the taxes are high? Are you in the city where you pay city and county taxes? By moving a few miles one way or the other, will that save you some money? These are things you need to think about. Groceries and personal care. How much are you spending? Can you go less often to get your hair done, to get your nails done? Can you buy those press-on things that are so nice that really blossomed with COVID so you don't have to go and get them done and pay for those things all the time? 
go gray. Hey, you're, you're at that age where gray is not a problem. And gray is so much is more acceptable nowadays than it was before COVID. Many people have gone gray and it's healthier for your hair. And gray is very pretty. It's not thought of as badly as it was years ago. So go gray. Go, you know, it's paying to have your hair colored to who are you fooling? People know you got the wrinkles on your face and the gray is not in your hair. It's pitch black. People, you know, you're not fooling anybody. Go with it. Embrace your age. Let the gray come out. And I say that, and if you've seen pictures of me, you'll go, well, you're not gray-haired. No, I'm not. I am very privileged that my genes have, my genetics allow my hair to be its natural color. Now, I do highlight, but I do not color my hair. I have very little gray. I am 63, and I have less gray than people half my age. Which I'm very lucky. I, I used to make fun of my mother and tell her, oh, you're just hiding your gray because you're coloring your hair. She said, no, I'm coloring it because I like this color. Um, and I didn't believe her, but I do now. She did not gray early, and I am not graying. I, that helps me, I think, keep looking younger also, <laughs> even though I'm saying embrace your gray. I really wish more gray would come in so I wouldn't have to highlight it. Um, my hair used to be a lighter brown. Now it's a darker, and I highlight it because I want it not to be so dark brown. I wish the more gray would come in so that dark brown would go away. But anyways, look at those things. Transportation. How much is that car costing you? Do you have options that you don't have to drive your car? Are you in a place where you have buses and or can walk more or ride your bike? It's so helpful, healthy to ride your bike. How much outstanding debt do you have? How much credit card debt do you have? Um, look at that credit card debt getting even just getting rid of that can save your finances so much is your home older we're back to your housing will it need more maintenance what about your grass i think i said that already don't forget cable and satellite we recently cut our satellite it was hard we were really worried um, now we have basic cable just so we've got something but um, between hulu netflix disney plus uh, Paramount, Acorn, Prime Video, um, Amazon Prime. I don't need regular TV. I don't miss regular TV. In fact, most of the time I was uh, uh, taping, uh, taping, that's not a word. I was recording the TV shows and watching them later anyways. And most of all the TV shows I watched are on something, Hulu or I think Discovery, my son has, and he gave us the password for that. And then there's also um, Paramount. So everything I want, I'm getting somewhere. I might not be getting the night it's on, but I wasn't usually watching it the night it was on anyways. Um, and I've, I love BritBox. I had Acorn, but I found that there were more things on BritBox, so I canceled Acorn, and I actually get BritBox through Amazon. So it's all on the same channel. Anyways, look at those. Maybe it's time to cut the cord. My parents have one of those antennas. The federal government requires that the local stations, um, ABC, CBS, and NBC, all provide over-the-air free television, meaning that you can have an antenna, and nowadays they're, they almost look like a rectangle that you can put on your window, and it attaches to your TV, and you can get those channels for free. 
Um, so if you're missing local news or something like that, it is provided. And so far, the government is requiring that these stations provide this free over-the-air option. And it really is simple. You take this, you buy it at Best Buy, you put it up on a window, um, and then you run the cord to your TV and you have them. And with all these smart TVs, it's awesome. And if your TV isn't smart because it's older, even just a year or two, I bought a Firefox stick the other day. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. But you know, there's other things. You don't have to have Firefox. You can buy something else. But they make your TV smart and you can get all the things that you want without having to worry about your TV's older. In fact, I was going to buy a new TV because mine had gotten dumb. It was only a couple of years old, but I couldn't get half the apps I wanted. And so I bought a Firefox stick, put it in there, and oh my gosh, my TV's smart. And it actually looks better than it did before. And I'm like, oh, I would have wasted all this money on the TV. And here, just this little device makes it smart. So, you know, those are things to look at. Um, how many streaming services are you using? Do you need to cut the cord? Look at the ones you're really using or you're not using and cut them like uh, Acorn. I wasn't watching it very much. It had a few things, but not enough. And I'm able to get them through BritBox or even a free service. So there's many, many options out there. There's lots of free services that you can get. Lots of shows. They may not be the most current, but shoot, we used to watch Andy Griffith every night. And we used to watch, you know, all these things. They're enjoyable. They're older, but, you know, most of the times you're not really paying that much attention to what's there anyways, are you? Okay. Travel and leisure. Do you go to concerts? Are you going to shows? Are you going to comedy shows? Are you going to want to travel? Are you putting money aside for that? What are you doing about that? Do you want to travel a lot now that you're going to be retiring? How much does that cost? How much do you want to spend a year on that? Um, most years, I was taking my nieces and nephews for a week. We were going uh, on a cruise with my family for a week. I was taking my parents and uh, in-laws. And then um, also we were traveling other places. Um, this year, I'm not taking my nieces and nephews because I'm trying to see what my retirement will look like. And we usually took them in June. And so trying to get the finances straight, I'm not doing that this year. But my husband and I are going on an 11-day cruise. I'm taking my parents and in-laws to Williamsburg for a week in December. Um, we've already been to several. We went to a food festival a couple weeks ago. In January, we went to a uh, winter fest, uh, you know, halfway across the state. So we're doing things and going, and I'm researching all the time. I'm working on that bucket list. Like, I wanted to do Christmas marts, and I probably mentioned this earlier. So we're going to Williamsburg that has a Christmas mart up there. But one of my bucket list things is do Christmas marts in Europe on one of the river cruises. I'm looking at um, a magazine called Our State that's for North Carolina, and they have several trips in there. And I'm watching them constantly because they have trips I want to go on. And going with a, a group sometimes is just easier and plus you're going with the same people you're going to be talking to those people making friends maybe I don't know but anyways I'm looking at several of those trips because sometimes it it seems you know it's great to do it on your own but sometimes it's just more relaxing to let somebody else decide what you're going to do but you know if you're going to do that where are you putting that money 
And another big question that comes up is when to claim Social Security. And I will not be talking about that right now. Join me next week when we talk about when to claim Social Security, pros and cons of Social Security. Anyways, we'll see you next week, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thanks for joining me on Just Let Me Talk. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Just Let Me Talk. This episode was brought to you by the Keto Sisters. They offer a 21-day real-life challenge. Keto is so confusing, and this challenge takes you step-by-step, day-by-day, and teaches you the very basics of keto. Each day builds on the previous day's learning. They teach you about tracking carbs, and then about adding fat, and finally how to understand macros. It's a challenge full of grace and encouragement. It's real-life keto. You'll be paired with a big sister or sista that will answer all your questions and be your own personal coach to help you get through the challenge. The link is below. Disclaimer, if you join the challenge, I do get a small commission. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Set your clock. See you there.